here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his law the the nations will put their hope. This is what God the Lord says. He who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and all that comes out of it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness i am the lord that is my name i will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols see the former things have taken place and new things i declare before they spring into being i announce them to you so sing to the lord a new song his praise from the ends of the earth You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you nations and all who live in them, let the desert and its towns raise their voices. Let the settlements where Kedar lives rejoice. Let the people of Selah bring or sing for joy. Let them shout from the mountaintops. Let them give glory to the Lord and proclaim his praise in the nations. The Lord will march out like a mighty man, like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. For a long time, I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry out, I gasp and pant. I will lay waste the mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn rivers into islands and dry up the pools. I will lead the blind by ways They have not known among unfamiliar paths I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. But those who trust in idols, who say to images, You are our gods, will be turned back in utter shame. So hear you deaf, look you blind and see. Who is blind but my servant and deaf like the messenger I send? Who is blind like the one committed to me? Blind like the servant of the Lord? You have seen many things but have paid no attention. Your ears are open but you hear nothing. It pleased the Lord for the sake of his righteousness to make his law great and glorious. But this is a people plundered and looted, all of them trapped in pits or hidden away in prisons. They have become plunder with no one to rescue them. They have been made loot with no one to say, send them back. Which of you will listen to this or pay close attention to time and time to come? Who handed Jacob over? To become loot in Israel to the plunderers, was it not the Lord against whom we have sinned? For they would not follow his ways. They did not obey his law. So he poured out on them his burning anger, the violence of war. 
It enveloped them in flames, yet they did not understand. It consumed them, but they did not take it to heart. This is the reading of God's holy word. Let's look at this quickly as I've been doing the past few chapters. The book of Isaiah is is tricky to understand because when it was written and when it was read, um, there's there's different understandings of this um, and who it was referring to and what it was referring to are different. There's different interpretations of that as well. Um, Old Testament prophecy is 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 uh, challenging to understand at times. Um, a lot of people believe that this book was written before, years before Judah was taken into captivity, into exile by Babylon. And if you, if you know the history of Israel, they were taken into captivity by Babylon, and then later Babylon was overtaken by Persia. And King Cyrus uh, released Judah to go back to their land. And so this the first 39 chapters of Israel or of, of Isaiah was depicting the the sin and um, depicting this um, this destruction. They were he was foretelling their their exile. That he was foretelling of the time Babylon would come. And then at the end, the last 26 chapters from 40 to 66, he depicts. Um, whether he's depicting while they are in captivity or um, after they have returned or before they've even been taken into captivity, um, he is depicting this future hope. Um, and he's also depicting a time when not only they'll be released, but also a time when full restoration will happen, when the Lord, the servant of the Lord, comes. And so there's four servant songs in these last 26 chapters. And the first one of them is here in chapter 42, where we get this first image of the one who will come and deliver and bring salvation and open the eyes of, of the blind and will release those from prison. So if you, if you look at in the, in the book, the gospel of Luke, you, you know that when, when Simeon brings Jesus, as Jesus is brought into the, the, the temple, and when Simeon sees Jesus, he, he says this in Luke chapter 2, verses 30, let me see, verses 32. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. This is, this is a direct quotation from verse 6 of Isaiah 42, where he says, I, the Lord, have called you, referring to Jesus, and we'll also talk about in a second what else, to be a light for the Gentiles. And if you look and if you flip over in, in the Gospel of Luke a few chapters, if you go to to Luke chapter 4 and you see when Jesus went um, into Nazareth on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was custom and he, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him and un, unrolling and he found the place where it was written, um, which is from Isaiah 61, but the same language is actually here in Isaiah 42, 
where he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Recovery of sight for the blind, releasing those in prison. That again is found right there in Isaiah 42, verses 6 and 7. And so um, those who are, are, uh, are uh, uh, modern-day Jews believe that this is only, chapter 42, the servant of the Lord is only depicting um, the people of Israel. And I would say that they are correct in that it is depicting the people of Israel, but they are incorrect in what else it's depicting. Um, to understand Old Testament prophecy, yes, you do, you do look at this from a literal perspective and say that, yes, God has called Judah in righteousness and has made a covenant for them, that they were to be a blessing to the nations all the way back in Genesis 12. We see that they were to be a light for the Gentiles. Um, but we also know of their failure. And we know that when Jesus establishes his ministry, that he, he does so, and he directly quotes this passage. Um, and so let's, let's look at this. So there is a depiction here of, of Jesus coming, and I just want to point out a few things. He says, a bruised reed he will not break, a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. Um, I just love that. A bruised reed he will not break. Those... A reed, uh, um, like just think of a kind of a stick, a bruised, a, a, a kind of weakened stick. He will not break. A smoldering wick. Um, if, you, if, if on Fourth of July you had a wick where you would light the other um, fireworks, we had one, and and you know this this wick is is can easily be, be put out by just you know licking your fingers and snapping it. So it's something easy to put out, but he says a smoldering wick he will not put out. He will not snuff out. So I don't know today if you feel um, faint, if you feel weak, if you feel like you have rebelled, if you feel like you are doubting, if you don't even know what you believe anymore. He will not put out a smoldering wick and he will not break a bruised reed. If there is both injury and harm that's been done to you or, or harm that you have done or ways in which you've been sinned against or ways in which you have sinned, he will not break a bruised reed or snuff out a smoldering wick. But in faithfulness he will bring forth justice. And so after the first nine verses... He then says, so sing to the Lord a new song. And he says, let the settlements where Kadar lives rejoice. Kadar is a descendant of Ishmael. So these are um, Gentiles. And he's depicting this time where all the nations will rejoice, which is the same imagery that we see in Revelation 21 and 22, where the nations come together, every tribe and tongue and nation, and we worship and we rejoice. And we are at peace, shalom, love, unity with one another. This is what our hope is in. This is what we look forward to. Um, and he says that this will be this will be ours. This will be those whom um, continue to put their faith in the Lord. But he says, but those who trust in idols will be turned back into utter shame. And so then Isaiah pleads on behalf of what had just been said for the first seventeen verses. He pleads. 
He says, hear you deaf, look you blind and see. And he says, but who's blind but my servant and deaf like the messengers I send? Um, he's referring here to Israel, who has done nothing but exposed how blind and deaf they have been. Who's blind like the one committed to me? Or you, Israel, who's supposed to be committed to me, you are so blind. You have seen these things I have done and have paid no attention. Your ears are open, but you hear nothing. God made this glorious law, but you've broken it time and time again. And so the Lord handed them over to become loot, to become plunderers. I think this is a great, this is a great warning for us. You know, Jesus, after he teaches often, he would say, let those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Let them who have eyes to see, let them see. Or oftentimes, I think that, that we are um, aware of what we should do, and we do not do it. We are aware of things we should bring into the light, but we do not do it. We are aware of people that we should pursue and love and be a blessing to, but we do not do it. And in Christ, if you see those things, take courage. You have eyes to see. You have ears to hear. You're being led by the one who leads. You confess your sins to the one who is just and righteous to forgive us of our sins. For those, and it says in 1 John chapter 1, those who say they do not sin are liars. But if you are unaware, or if you are not able to hear, if you have no idea how the Lord is leading you or what he is convicting you of, be cautious. Plea to the Lord to do that. For it is his kindness that leads us into repentance, which I think is also this, that's in Romans 5, and I think that's so brilliantly displayed here, where it's the kindness of the, the one who does not break the bruised reed. See, I often times think that we are unable or unwilling to hear because we think of God as one who will break us down and snuff us out. But it's actually the kindness here that leads us to repentance, to see and to hear and to repent of the ways that we have trusted in idols. So let us sing a new song. Today is a new day. Today begins a new week. Let us sing a new song. Let us raise our voices and rejoice. Let us pray. Lord, Lord God, we thank you that you have new mercies for us every day, that you have seen our pitied state from afar and have come down to rescue us and to deliver us from the idols that our hearts are so drawn towards. Today, would you give us ears to hear? Would you give us eyes to see the ways in which you are at work and the ways in which you are calling us to bring about reconciliation, to bring about redemption, to bring about justice and mercy to those around us? May we love our neighbors as you have loved us. Lord God, we thank you that you are one who 
has delivered us from the prison of sin and slavery to sin. Would we walk in that freedom today by faith? I pray this in your name. Amen. Now I encourage you to spend some time in prayer alone, asking the Lord to reveal to you what idols you have trusted in, asking the Lord to open your eyes and to open your ears. He will not put out a smoldering wick. He will not break a bruised reed.